And thank you for joining me for the Way Forward podcast brought to you by me, Fliss Goldsmith and Co-Design Coaching, where we create your optimal life together. Today's episode is the third and final part of our three-part mini-series that comes to you from my heart and soul. This is episode three of The Trauma Trials. In episode two, we looked at how trauma plays out not only in the mind, but through the body and our emotions. If you haven't had chance to listen to episodes one and two yet, they are available in the replay and I'll pop the link in the show notes. Today, I want to take us on a really hopeful journey that looks at recovery. I know the very concept of that may feel and seem impossible as you sit listening to me now. Stick with me, though, and I promise that there will be something that can give you a glimmer of possibility in the dark uncertainty of post-trauma life. We talked about being in a frozen state when we've experienced and survived trauma. We're stuck, often struggling as our brilliant bodies and brains try to protect us from a threat, not realising, however, that the threat is no longer there. We need to unfreeze, to thaw out our trauma bodies and brains. And the way we do that is by taking tiny steps in a multitude of ways and holding on tight to the fact that recovery is possible. In terms of warming up our brains and allowing it to feel safe and not in a state of terror, we have to engage in practices that focus on the here and now. The trauma-informed brain is stuck in then, in the past when the life-altering horror occurred, and subconsciously it's replaying that over and over and over again. Trauma therapists often begin sessions with grounding, which can seem irrelevant to the trauma survivor, but... Grounding is essential. I found it really hard to begin with, being present in the moment and feeling a physical connection to the floor. I really could not see the point, nor seemed to feel properly connected to the floor. It was infuriating. However, as time went on, I realised I was less frustrated with the process. And I found it a more natural thing to do. I think everyone needs to put their own spin on grounding to make it relevant to them and to make it work. So for me, I like to think of my legs like the trunk of a tree. And I literally imagine myself taking root into the floor. In the summer, I'll stand in the garden with no socks or shoes on and feel like my toes and my 
feet are just taking root in the gorgeous grass. And yes, my neighbours have on occasion wondered what on earth I'm doing, but I am happy in my little grounding ritual. And my trauma brain definitely thanks me for it. Mindfulness is also a powerful tool in assisting the brain to unfreeze after a trauma experience. There are so many ways to connect to mindfulness these days. Local groups, online tuition, apps, books if you are old school like me. There's something for every preference and every budget. Again, I was impatient with the idea of mindfulness because... I couldn't imagine having five seconds in my day to sit quietly surrounded by candles and whale music. I've got kids, for goodness sake. Going to the toilet alone is like a five-star mini-break. What I didn't realise is that that version of mindfulness that I just said is, is not really what mindfulness is about at all. Sure, if you're an influencer being paid to be serene, then go for it. But for the average Joe... Joanne or Joe X like me, I needed to understand the core principles of mindfulness. It's great. You can do it anywhere. Even while the kids are bickering or a disagreement breaks out between commuters on the train to work. I am proof of it. You see, mindfulness requires you to bring your attention to the present and not to judge any thoughts, noises or feelings that come up. Just notice them. And if your mind wanders, then gently encourage it back to the present. Not tonight's dinner or yesterday's missed swimming session, but to now. What can you see, hear, feel, notice now? Is a clock ticking? Is the room warm? Is there any pain in your body? Can you smell anything? Just notice. Just notice. To start with, I could effectively do this for about 30 seconds and then got really stressed with it. But now, I could probably do it for a good hour while life is still actively happening and I can be engaged and still mindful. Honestly, it is a trauma game changer. You must be patient with yourself and celebrate any achievement, no matter how tiny, whether it's downloading the app, doing it for one minute a day, doing it every day that week, whatever you do, celebrate it and keep going because mindfulness does make a difference. The third arm of unfreezing our trauma brain is joy. And I can imagine the groans, internal or otherwise, well, obviously joyless. I mean, that's the bloody goal, to feel joyful. And if I could feel joyful, then I would. I'd just flick a switch. I'm not choosing to feel crap. I know. I know this was also my response at the start of my journey four years ago. But I've taken the principles of joy and I've committed to make it an everyday mindset. That's the difference between happiness and joy, you see. Happiness is an emotion. It's changeable, it's impermanent, which is totally normal, by the way. But joy is a mindset in which you are grounded 
and where you can find joy in something, whatever the situation. I'm going to give you a rock solid example of this. So last year, my son broke and dislocated his thumb three days before Christmas when he fell off a cabin bed playing with a friend. You can imagine the flips my stomach did when I heard the scream and found him with his little thumb bent out at a right angle, the opposite way in which it's designed to bend. Ooh. Due to the nature of the injury, they said they were going to have to operate. And so on the 23rd of December 2022, I was wheeling my son into the anesthesia room ready for surgery. I held his little hand and the wonderful nurses prepared the anaesthetic. I stroked his hair as they filled the needle and the tears pricked my eyes. The lump in my throat felt like it was cutting off my air supply and the absolute despair that I felt in the pit of my stomach was like rocks wrapped in barbed wire. I knew I had to be strong to show him that despite my despair, there was nothing to fear. And I tapped into my joy mindset. And I noticed the bright, cheerful, repeating patterns of teddies and trucks on his little surgery gown. How joyful, I thought, that they've wrapped him in something so colourful and hopeful. Because he will come through this and he will play again. My heart lifted and I talked to him as the medicine went in and he drifted to sleep. And though I was still in an uncertain and stressful situation, my joy mindset had rescued me enough to get through the next couple of hours until he came back to the recovery room. He woke up and his first words were, Custard creams, please. And I burst into laughter with the nurses and all my despair melted away. I also want to look at how we unfreeze the body because this is just as important if we are going to move forward with our lives rather than remaining stuck on pause and simply existing. Trauma affects part of the brain called the hippocampus and the wonderful thing about this is that it's one of the only parts of the brain that has demonstrated the ability for neurogenesis. Simply put, it can regrow itself if it gets damaged. We know that tissue in the hippocampus is damaged in trauma survivors and up to 26% of it can be lost due to that damage. In order to regrow that essential lost tissue, we need to get our bodies involved. Exercise is essential. Now, you know me, and if you don't, you soon will realise that I have a lot of health conditions. So a triathlete, I am not, nor ever will be. So when I tell you that this kind of exercise is something even I can do, you know I've set the bar lower than a Poundland clearance sale. Professor Clive Wearing created the 23 and a half hours a day theory. 
For the full information on the numerous scientific and medical studies that went into this, you can look him up online and there are some excellent explanatory videos as well. Basically, he found that doing half an hour of movement a day was enough to move trauma survivors into the state of recovery. The reason for this is that exercise is one of the things that stimulates the hippocampus to regrow. So, he asked the question, can you limit your sitting, sleeping or standing still time to just 23 and a half hours a day? And if you can, you're on to a winner. Walking counts. Stretching counts. Swimming, yoga, dancing around the kitchen, playing movement games with the kids. Do it and do it daily. If you can manage an hour a day, even better. But 30 minutes is a great, great start. And you don't have to do it all in one go. You can divide it up into a few minutes here and a few minutes there. But just keep going. So if exercising feels like a terrifying thing to do right now, start small. Start with things that you're able to do and just keep going and building when you can. Once you start to feel you can move more, you might find yourself going to new spaces and maybe even encountering new people. Well, this is great news because... One of the other things that stimulates the hippocampus to regrow its damaged tissue is novelty, new experiences. This is something that you can build up to, but know it's possible with time and the integration of all the things that we've been talking about previously. Medication is something that I want to touch on before we finish. It is essential that you know I am not a medical practitioner and all decisions regarding your medical health care must be between you and your medically trained and registered provider. What I can say is that SSRIs, which are a class of antidepressant, have been shown to be a useful support to trauma survivors in helping them to start moving towards recovery. The reason for this is actually twofold. They, of course, increase the serotonin levels, which reduces our feelings of depression, and trauma survivors often experience depression. But trauma specialist Carolyn Spring tells us that these SSRI medications also stimulate the hippocampus regrowth, which is hugely encouraging. I have been on SSRI since experiencing trauma and for me it was a really useful springboard into unfreezing from trauma. For full transparency I'm no longer on an SSRI but I was moved on to an SNRI as I have a pain mediated illness and this works better for that particular condition. There is no stigma to using medication and I want you to know that if you do take it for a short time or for the rest of your life, you must do what is right for you and your situation. We are all individual and require individual recovery plans. All are valid and all are necessary. 
So, to sum up, I will go through what can help unfreeze the brain and body so that you are empowered to start turning the wheel towards your own recovery. Be aware that trauma survivors often have a powerless mindset, which is not to say at all that you are weak, as I touched on in episode two. Powerlessness is an unavoidable and necessary protection mechanism that our brain and body utilises in a time of trauma. The problem comes when it doesn't switch off after. So if you have a powerless mindset, you might feel that all of this is overwhelming and impossible. Even the idea of cooking a nutritious meal can seem overwhelming. But I'm here to tell you that you can do this. You can take one step, change that one thing, move that bit closer to recovery. So here is your empowerment list. Number one, grounding. Number two, mindfulness. Number three, a joy mindset. Number four, exercise. Number five, new experiences. And number six, medication if required. We as humans are geared from an evolutionary perspective to survive. And you did survive. You're here now. You're listening to this. You survived. I want all trauma survivors to know that steadily we can move towards recovery. And one day, even to thriving again, you are not alone. And please know that your journey to recovery will be even better if you can connect with a medical professional, a therapist, a coach, a support group, anyone who can aid your journey to recovery. Now, I've put some advice lines and helplines in the show notes that may be of help. And they have a variety of access options from phone call to email or web chat. However, I must stress, if you feel you are in crisis now, please call 999 and get help straight away. Your life is precious. Please do all you can to protect it. That's it for this week. And that's it for now on the Trauma Trials mini-series, because I have a feeling that I have so much more to share with you on this. So thank you, as always, for choosing to spend your time with me. And of course, if you'd like to work in a fully supported way on your emotional well-being, on any of the areas that I discussed on the show today, or in any of our The Way Forward episodes, then please pop over to codesignwithfliss.com and let's talk more about the empowerment you deserve. Now we know more about recovering from trauma and now we know the way forward.